right, welcome back to From Aid Arbitration. And let me start this episode off by saying I apologize for taking so long to do this episode. It's been, seems like it's been forever, but uh, I've been extremely busy. <clears throat> had an arbitration, told you about where my formal A, he's a new advocate, we had to go up there and represent a good friend of mine in a discipline case. It was a 14-day suspension. And I'll talk about that throughout this episode because I think that it covers a lot of things that I want to I want to talk about in this episode. So I apologize for taking so long. Generally, I like to do one every week. I try to do one every Sunday. Um, some things happen. Last Sunday, we were working on on this 14 day suspension, and uh, we did very well. My my formal A, who's the advocate, his name is Jason Leith, or I call him JB. Fantastic. He's going to be a fantastic advocate let me tell you this guy this guy's good man he 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 knows union and he knows uh he knows how to do that well so he's going to be a really good advocate this is just his third case but uh i'll tell you about it and i'll tell you how it ended and and what happened but today we're going to take a, a trip together we're going to take a journey and this is going to be pertaining to shop stewards uh, formal A's, you can listen. Advocates, you can listen if you want. But shop stewards, this one's for us solely. This is what we do throughout the entire process when we get discipline. Okay? Every step, we're going to cover it today. Maybe lengthy. I was going to do two or three episodes. I ain't going to do that. We're going to cover it all in this one step. I don't know how long it's going to be. Y'all know how much I love to talk. So uh, we'll just keep talking until I finish talking. All right? But this is... This is the process. This is the journey. This is what we do when we receive discipline, okay? In earlier episodes, I talked about the formal step A to me is the most important step. And I do believe that. I believe that because 95% of the time, that's the first time we're going to see management's handwritten position, okay? Now, at the informal, when as shop stewards, we request information so we see what they relied on to issue discipline. But a majority of the time, the first time we see management's position is at the formal A because they contribute nothing at the informal step A. Nothing in most places. Some, some places, hey, some regions, y'all may have informals that they're going to they're gonna take you to task. You know, y'all going to sit down and hammer some stuff out. But... In my region, through my experiences, the informal step A does nothing. Nothing. Provides nothing and, until the formal step A. So to me, the formal step A is the most important. It's the first time we're going to see management's handwritten position for the first time. We rebut that position. Better be. We rebut that position. And I'll talk about those things when I get to the formal step A part of my episodes. But we rebut their position in its entirety. We question everything at the formal step A. To me, the informal step A, if done properly, can be the most devastating position. It can be the most devastating step. And, and this hearing that we went to uh, last week is a perfect example of that. And so that's what I want us to prepare ourselves to do. I want you to prepare yourself to be in every arbitration that you ever, you ever grieve, every grievance, plan on it being an arbitration and plan on being a witness. That's what she should strive to do. I truly believe that every shop steward should sit in as a TA for arbitration. I do. I think that they should allow you, uh, union leave without pay, to go sit in uh, and TA in an arbitration and see the importance of the case file. See the importance of arguments made. Every advocate will tell you that. Anybody who has ever sat in as a TA with me uh, comes out and, and, and has a better appreciation of the process and the case file and case building. Uh, I believe that every, every steward should be a TA once and see the process of how, what goes on in arbitration. Um, it's funny because I've had so many now that labor will do training in their in our arbitrations. And they'll always ask me, Corey, do you mind if these 
two or three people sit in here just to see an arbitration. I said, hey, baby, I don't care. Bring everybody y'all want to to see this show because we're going to put on a show. So whoever y'all want to bring in here, bring them in here and let them see what's going on. Let them see the show. And uh, I don't care if labor brings in 50 people to watch what's fixing to happen to them. I love it. So if there's any way possible, business agents, if you're listening, I don't know if you do or not, uh, have your stewards sit in in an arbitration and let them see, let them experience that. And they'll have a better appreciation of the case file. Okay. With that being said, let's be devastators at the informal step A level as shop stewards. I always say one of the things that I use is when I'm in arbitration and I use it against management is, you know, when you see a squirrel in the road that's been killed, what, what led to that squirrel being killed? It's not the car. That's what killed it. What led to the squirrel being killed? It's the squirrel being indecisive. That's what led to it being killed. It's, it's it being indecisive. You ever seen a squirrel run out in the road? Running here, running here, and it can't make up its mind, and bam, you kill it. That, that That's management. They're indecisive in their case files. They're indecisive in their charges because they can't make up their mind what they want to do. We had a perfect example in this last arbitration. They started out with this position. By the time it got to Formula A, it's this position. And before you know it, bam, their case is dead because they can't make up their mind what they want to do. They can't make up their mind what they want to charge me with. At the informal level, we attack that at the informal A level with our contentions. By the time it gets to formal A, that's like, oh, shit, man. Union has just killed our position. Let's change it. It's indecisive. And that's what I tell an arbitrator. Look, management's a squirrel right here. They started out over here, and they saw us coming. Bam, they want to change direction now. It's too late. Come over here at the formal A, game with another position, and bam, Union ran over them. Now their position's dead because they couldn't make up their mind. That's management. That's the squirrel. Hey, stewards, don't be that. Don't be the squirrel. Know where you want to go. Know your position. Okay? Attack that position contractually, whatever you got to do with your uh, statements, your documentation, find you something to hang on to, okay, and attack that and be confident in what you're doing and what you're contending. If you go in to buy something, go into a store, and you go up to a salesman and you say, tell me about this TV right here. And he's like, well, this is a... um, it's a, a Mitsubishi. I do know that. Let me see. This is a um, it's high def, I think. And um, you guys, you're looking at this guy like you don't know anything about what you're talking about. You're a terrible salesman. On the other hand, if you go in here and the guy's like, "Yeah, this is this," and he's, uh, you can do this right here with it, and look at this right here. Get the remote. Bam, bam, bam. You can have this right here. Man, it's a great picture on it. Look, it's got this high. You're like, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. Be that one. Be that one. In arbitration, when you get your opportunity, be that salesman. Why? Because you're going to sell something to the arbitrator. You're selling something to the arbitrator. Uh, And that's what we did in this uh, last case, uh, this 14-day suspension. So know where you're going. Know your arguments. Defend your arguments. Be concise in your arguments, okay? Informal step A level. We're going to talk about that when we meet with management. Hey, we're going to be devastators at the informal step A level. Okay? It helps out your formal A. That way your formal A doesn't have to spend all of his time making up new arguments that we forgot to make, spending all this time doing contentions for us. We've already done all that. If you want to fine-tune some things, fine. But we're going to let you go to the formal step A meeting and rebut all of management's position. That one we get into hearing, the Abbott's going to have two great witnesses come in there, at least, the informal and formal, and we're going to devastate management. Because at the end of the day, baby, you know what it is. It's all about winning. It's all about winning. That's all I'm about. Being honest, have great integrity. Always have great integrity. Even when you don't want to, (laughs) 
have great integrity always. Be that person. Represent yourself like that. Above board, integrity. Uh, we're going to talk about some things here that are different than other areas. I, I do things different. Um, so don't get yourself in trouble with, with your branch president or business agent. Talk to them if you don't agree with some things. But I'm going to tell you how I do things, okay? But I believe above all else, have integrity. Above everything else, have integrity. Because your name at the end of the day is all you got. Your name is all you've got at the end of the day. Okay, carry yourself with integrity in everything, all right? But I'm all about winning. I'm all about kicking management's ass. That's all I care about. That's why I started doing this. It's because I hate to lose, and therefore I did not become good at it. I'm terrible at losing, okay? It's because I prepare myself not to lose. Have I lost? Absolutely, I've lost and have been killed and devastated and crushed because of it. And it drives me to be even better. So with that being said, I've just talked 11 minutes about absolutely nothing dealing with the informal step A. <laughs> but that's where we're going today. Informal step A, when a care hands us discipline, what are we doing, shop stewards? So baby, this one's for y'all. Shop stewards, this is for you. New shop stewards, hang on. We're going on a trip together, all right? We're going on a journey. Older shop stewards, for you too. You want to you wanna listen? Maybe it's helped you. Maybe it'll help you a little bit. Maybe you'll you know, think of things differently, okay? That's what this is all about. A carrier comes up to you in your case in mail, and they say, Hey, Corey, uh, kind of knew this was coming, but I got this this morning from management. You look at it. Y'all been talking about it. He's had an investigative interview. You kind of knew something was coming. He gives it to you, and it's a letter warning. Letter warning for attendance, or letter warning for an accident, or letter warning for something else, okay? We get the letter warning. You're like, okay, I'll take care of it. The very first thing we do is what? We turn in a request for information. That's the very first thing you're going to do. Here's my request for information. Hey, supervisor. I want anything and everything that you use to issue Corey Walton this discipline. Okay, here it is. Here's my copy. Need you to sign that, date it. Okay, uh, if you need to make a copy of it to keep one for yourself, but I need my copy. Okay, here's my copy. I'm going to start me a little file. All right, this is for Corey Walton's letter warning for whatever. Here's my request for information. What am I going to be what am I going to be doing while I'm waiting for the information that I've requested? Well, I've got the investigative interview notes that I took, right? So, I'm going to take my investigation, I'm going to refresh myself on that, on the questions and the answers, and then I'm going to look at that charge and I'm going to make sure that everything in that charge is accurate. I don't need information for that. I don't need to wait on my information for that. Let me go on and look at this charge, and let's see if it's accurate. If it's not, highlight it. Okay, this right here is not accurate. I know for a fact this was never said. We had that in that case I had last week. Uh, and I'm going to put that template up. i got to redact it, so I'm going to put this episode up. But a couple days later, check into that uh, where you put your – it has a little place where you can read transcripts. I'm going to put my template in there. Uh, y'all probably have great templates and that's good, but this is the template that I did for this 14 day suspension. And I'm telling you, when I say I attacked everything, I attacked everything. All these episodes that we've been talking about, that's in those contentions, just about everything that I could address, I addressed at the informal step A level. Okay. So I've got this letter warning. I've got my investigative interview notes. Refreshing myself on that, waiting for the information. I'm looking over that. Well, right here is a date they never asked me about. Let's let's highlight that right there. Let's see here. If an accident, this is, says it happened on this day. That's not right. So let's highlight that. That's what you can be doing. Do I need to get any statements? Is it one of those cases where statements are going to be needed? Then let me go get some statements. Um, whether it's on break, you don't always need to put in an official request to interview people. If you do, that's fine. But on break, hey, uh, Corey got a 
a letter of warning for such a, give me a statement on that, what you heard. And uh, you, you right here, you get me a statement on what you heard. Let me go on and get those. I'll put those in my file. All right. My little folder. Start, start doing things until we get that information request that we requested. Okay. All right. We get our information that we requested. Should be soon. Shouldn't be too long because you just sent the packet to labor, right? Uh, they, they wrote up this letter warning. So you should have it pretty handy. You might get it in a day or two days. If not, you can go back up to them and say, hey, that information I requested, I need that. Uh, some people I see you put in a request for information every day. If you don't get it, put in a second, put in a third, put in a fourth. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. Do that. But you can go up to management and say, hey, uh, where's that information? I'm getting it. I'm going to need that information now. <laughs> I'm on the clock. Make sure you get me that information and you can notate that on this date, this time, I went up to manager, asked him about my information, and that way you can have that uh, documented and in the file, you can testify to the accuracy of that. So we finally get our information, okay? Now, you put in a request to investigate a possible grievance. You don't put that in before you get the information because you don't know what you're investigating yet. You don't have any information. So you get the information, you put in your request uh, to investigate a possible grievance, however much time you think you're going to need, and then you go in there and you start looking over this information. Make sure that you look at every sentence of every piece of information that you get. Every statement that is written, read it. Read it and read it again, and then when you finish reading it two or three times, read it one more time, okay? Read statements that are provided because management inherently wants to lie. They want to lie on every single thing. Remember that when you're dealing with discipline. Management wants to lie. So make sure that you're reading every statement and address it. Uh, if it's a request for action, and, and I caught management in this place that I was at lying, and, and, I, and I baited them on some things, and you'll see that in my template. But on the request for action, they had a, an official discussion, but no date. Okay? I knew that was a lie. How? Because this gentleman's never been in trouble before especially for what they charged him with. He's never been in trouble. So how did you give him a, what did you give him an official discussion for? That makes no sense. He's not been in trouble. So I knew that was a lie. So when I go to the informal step A meeting and I meet with the informal step A representative for management, I had some questions before the informal step A meeting started. And and I had already written my contention about the official discussion. And you'll see that in this template. And I just simply asked him, I said, I noticed on the request for action that there is a discussion, but there's no date. Can you please tell me the date of that official discussion? And he says, well, um, let me see here. <sighs> I do know that he was given one, but I just can't remember the date. And I said, that's fine. I said, but you do know that he's given one, you just can't remember the date. Yeah. I said, okay. Well, I'm going to write that down as your answer, okay? When I finished with all my questions, I had about 10 or 11, 12 questions. I had him initial it, sign it, that uh, those were his answers. And then I handed him the my contentions. And I talked about the 16-2 discussion. Because this man's never been in trouble, and you started out with a 14-day suspension. So I simply stated that if you gave me an official discussion, those are for what? Minor offenses. Minor offenses, you're going, to, you're going to start me out with an official discussion. So you cannot now say that this man's actions were so egregious that it warranted a 14-day suspension, but yet say that you've given an official discussion in the past for the very same thing. Because one is for a minor offense. You can't say now that it was warranted uh, skipping the letter warning in seven day. You're contradicting your position. So what did he say after he read, the, read my contention? 
Oh, I remember now. I never did give them an official discussion. That's a mistake on my template. That's a mistake on my request for action. I left that in there, uh, the official discussion where it's marked. That's an error. I said, okay. So that's wrong. Yeah. Okay. So you had this sent up to your concurring official, right? After that? Yeah. It was sent up to the concurring official. Okay. And what does he do? Well, he looks at this and then uh, he's going to make his determination off of that. So you send up something to a, a, a concurring official that is false. Well, yeah, you could say that. Well, no, I want you to say that. <laughs> because you just told me that this was an error. So in a, in a concurring official is looking at this and saying, well, he's been put on notice before for this very thing, and now he's in trouble again, right? That's what you did. You sent this up in error. So now you don't have proper concurrence on this thing. So anyway, you see where I'm going. Make sure that you pay attention to everything written, everything on the request for action. Uh, on our request for action, there was no concurring official. And so I raised that contention. I said the request for action has no concurring official. The discipline has assigned concurring official but all that does is say that he agrees with the discipline letter i need something showing that there was an independent review of the information at the time and that would have been the request for action there's no signature on the request for action so i made that contention you know what they showed up with at the formal step a the same request for action it was now signed well how's that possible I got the request for action through my request for information. This is what you used. Now, after the discipline was initiated, I've got a signed request for action. We made that contention. So make sure at the informal step A, when you get request, when you get the information that you requested, go over every single sentence. Every date, go over it. Another thing that happened in this place that I was at, there's a statement from the, the OIC. He was the one who issued and initiated and issued the discipline, and I raised that contention. But he's got a statement that was written on the 23rd of this month that we were talking about. The only problem is he requests the discipline on the 23rd, he forgets to take the date off and he goes through there and he puts all these investigative interviews that happened later after the 23rd. So I raised that contention. On the 23rd, you requested a 14-day suspension. But yet in the middle of your statement, you put in investigated, they gave him three or four investigative interviews. And so you gave him an investigative interview on the 19th of this month. You request the discipline on the 23rd. But yet you put in all these other investigative interviews after that. So that went along with my timeliness argument. Because what you did was you put in for a 14-day suspension. They didn't think that you had enough. They sent it back saying, give them some more, you know, give them some more investigative interviews. The OIG gets involved. But you forgot to change the date on your statement. So caught that. So that's what I'm talking about. Make sure that you're looking at every form of documentation that you get and make every contention that you can, okay? So you look at that, you get the information, you're looking at that, and through that you're saying, I need a few more things. We can ask for whatever we want to now, okay? I need a few more things. Get you another information request, all right? I need these additional things right here, uh, whatever it is. I need, I need these four things additionally. Put that in. Make sure you keep a copy. All right. Now we're going to wait on that because it doesn't matter now. Management's already given you their position. Okay. So I don't care what you find on this here. It wasn't part of your position. So we get that. Okay. We get that information. We start our contentions. Write very detailed contentions. And you'll see in my template. Again, my contention is not the, the end all beat all. It's not, but it'll show you where I make a contention. I have the contractual language in there. 
I put arbitrator sites in there and I'll tell you about that in a minute, but you'll see each page is titled a, a just cause principle, whatever it is. And then I'll have the sub the just cause language. I have the sub question and then I'll have my position next page. Same thing. And that's my template. And that's how I'm going to turn that in. Okay. So we get all the information and we make very good contentions. All right. Now here's where we differ. Here's where we differ that with a lot of places from what I do. I'm different. <laughs> and y'all, like I'm saying, your, your president or your formal A, your, your business agent, they may, may jump your ass if you do this, but I'm different. I do things the way I do things. Okay. I always believe in, in bargaining good, good faith. People read 15 different than I do. But when I go to the informal step, a meeting, I have all of my contentions. I could send that right to arbitration. I don't need anything else. I could send that to arbitration when I meet at the informal step A. That's how ready they are. And you'll see it when you, if you look at my template, and please do uh, look at it and you'll see what I'm talking about. My stuff is tightened up and it's ready to go to arbitration right then. When I go to the informal step A meeting, I hand management my contentions. I believe in this case, it was 40 pages of contentions on this 14 day suspension. And they read all of them. I have them read all of them. Now you may have a supervisor or whoever, they don't care. They're not going to read anything. They're going to tell you so-and-so Corey's a piece of crap. I ain't going to settle that for nothing. Well, do you mind just looking at my contention? I ain't going to look at nothing. I'm not going to greet anything. So I don't need to look at anything. He, he deserves this. Okay, that's fine. After the informal step A meeting, write whatever happens in that meeting on a piece of paper. That is critical. Get you a piece of paper and write. I met with supervisor so-and-so. I handed them my contentions. They refused to read my contentions. Listen to me now. Listen here. They refused to read my contentions. They offered no written contention, and they offered no rebuttal. Okay? Make sure we're doing that at the informal step A level. You have your contentions. After the meeting, you say, I met with Supervisor John Doe. I handed him my contentions. In the case, you'll see where I wrote my contentions on this one. He read all of my contentions. He offered no rebuttal. And he offered no written contentions at the meeting. Here's where we differ. Here's where we differ. Y'all may think I'm crazy. But this is how I operate. I left him a copy of my contentions to send to his formal step A. I left him a copy of my contentions. All 40 pages. I said, here's my contentions. Uh, send them to your formal step A. Tell him I'll meet him next week. Because I want to look above board to the arbitrator. And I want to look like I'm bargaining in good faith. Because I am. There's nothing that you can say against my contentions that's going to beat my contentions. So I don't care if you look at them or not. But here's why I do that. All right, very good notes about the informal step A meeting. Now, I was also the formal step A. When I go to the formal step A, what happened? Management had an opportunity to address all of my contentions. It was the first time anything was rebutted, and management completely changed their position after they read my contentions. And I was a wrecking ball in arbitration. I was a wrecking ball in arbitration. I sat down and I wrecked management when I was in there. Uh, now, my advocate was amazing. He, he destroyed them. But here's what he did. And here's why I do the things that I do. When management's informal step A comes in there, the issuing and the, the requesting and the issuing official was also the informal step A. What does management attempt to do in the arbitration? They're going to attempt to get him to rebut everything that I said. It's too late. JB objected 14 times 
14 times to management's witness because they're attempting to rebut everything I said for the first time at arbitration. 14 times he objected and 14 times the arbitrator sustained his objections. So it left their first witness completely irrelevant. He was completely irrelevant. He talked about why he issued it, why he requested it, and all those things. But when it came time to rebut my contentions, he was not allowed to do it. He wasn't allowed to do it. That's why. That's why at the informal step A level, have your contentions done. Hey, carriers, (laughs) stewards, have your contentions in, I mean, pristine shape going into your informal step A meeting. Hand them the management in their entirety, man. Hand them to them. Say, here's my position. Here's here's why I, I believe that the, the discipline should be rescinded and expunged. They're not going to give you anything. Now, like I said, yours may. But in my region, they don't. They don't offer anything. Make sure the most critical thing after that is make sure that you write a statement In the informal step A meeting, I handed management all of my contentions. That way the advocate can say, when you talk about all your contentions, what are you talking about? Well, this page to this page. So these 40 pages are your contentions. Yes. What did you do then? I handed these to management. What did they do? They did nothing. What was their rebuttal? They had no rebuttal. What was their written contention? They had no written contention. That's devastating. Devastating. That's what I'm talking about. The formal step A is the most important step. The the informal step A can be the most devastating step in the process if we do it right. Do it right. Start doing it right, man. If you're not, don't go in there half-assed. I've seen it time and time again. I'm telling you, I've had 140 arbitrations. Maybe a handful of times I've called the informal step A to represent a, a grievance. You know why? They don't add anything. They don't do anything. I've got a request for information from them. Don't be that steward. Don't be that steward, man. Take those 14 days and kick management's ass all 14 days. Do that. You should want to be in arbitration. It's the greatest setting that there is, man. There is nothing better than the the arbitration. Nothing. Man, if you sit in there, you'll be addicted. I'm telling you, you'll be addicted. You'll want to go be an advocate. (laughs) But informal step A, make your contentions. I'm telling you, make your contentions. Look at my template, please. Look at it. Again, I'm not the best template writer. I'm not. I'm just telling you, this is is what it should look like, this template. Again, I'm going to put my episode up tonight I won't have my template in there for a couple of days because my formal A is going to put I'm terrible at computer stuff. He's going to turn it into something where I can go in and, and redact some things. I don't want you to see the name of, of my friend or where he's from. Um, but uh, you'll be able to see the template. I have the names redacted. Put your sites in there. Here's why. Here's why. In expedited arbitrations, you cannot turn in sites. In discipline cases, I think they've changed it now with the new format where you can turn in sites for contract cases. But for discipline cases, generally you cannot turn in sites. You can read from them, but you can't turn them in. Okay? So so if it's a letter warning, 7-day, 14-day, just know that those are going to go expedited. Know that those are going to go expedited. So what do you do? Put sites in your contentions. <laughs> Put sites in your contentions. That way the arbitrator's got sites he's going to take home. Here's what happened in this case that we went to. Management says that you can't turn it. It's brand new arbitrator. It's his first case ever. So he don't know what's going on. So management, they say, hey, you can't turn in sites. We can read from them. I'm sitting out as a witness. Well, JB's new. You know, he's, he's under the impression that you can't. They all come out and talk to me. The arbitrator management's advocate who's the head of labor for the district and jb i'm sitting out they all come out and talk to me and they're just like hey can we turn in sites i was like look under the new contract we get this all hashed out anyway we agree that you can't turn in sites 
for discipline cases. So what does management do? They go in and they start taking out my pages of my case file with the sites in it. And JB's like, hey, what in the hell are you doing? Well, you know, we can't turn in sites, so I'm going to take these pages out of his contentions. He's like, no, 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 no. Man, that's his, that's his contentions. Yeah, but he's got sites in there. The arbitrator said, hey, put those back in there. <laughs> We're not going to take the man's contentions out, but he's got sites in there. I don't care what he's got in there. That's his contentions. You're not going to take his contentions out. So we were able to get in about four or five sites into the hearing when you couldn't turn in sites. You see what it, see what we did there? See how you do things? Help your advocate out. Letter warning, seven day, 14 day. Put sites in your contentions that go along with your contention. Okay? Put sites in there. That way when you get into the hearing, you don't have to read the site to the arbitrator. But you can just give it an overview. This site here is from arbitrator so-and-so, and he agrees with the union position here. You know, he said that concurrence, you got to do this. Or he said that uh, information requested that wasn't given, this here. So when that arbitrator goes back and looks at it, he's going to be able to read those sites, and he ain't got none from management. Okay? I hope I haven't been going too fast for you. I hope I haven't been going too fast for you. I'm, I'm just trying to to get a lot into this thing. Let's talk about the language of Article 15, okay? Let's talk about the language of Article 15. 15.2 Informal Step A.A. All right? Now remember, in the Informal Step A meeting, we're in a protected status. We're in a protected status. What does that mean, protected status? That means the supervisor is no longer my supervisor. We're equal. All right? We're in a protected status. If you've got a bully, and we're going to deal with that in a joint statement, but if you've got somebody in there that, that you're below them, remember that. You're in a protected status. I'll give you a for instance. And this is something I'll be talking about in my joint statement case. But me and two of the best that's ever done it, uh, Cliff Stoddard and Jason Ashley, those two are experts at the joint statement. That they're good at everything, but especially good at the joint statement. These guys are un unbelievable. But anyway, we go down and we're going to take out this manager that is a, a really a, a real piece of shit. Excuse me, but he this dude is a menace to letter carriers. So we go down there and we're gonna we're gonna investigate. We had a good trigger uh, with a. Um, a report that was done by management against this guy. So we go down there and we're going to build a case uh, against this gentleman, if we've got one. And, and we're going to uh, attempt to remove him from supervising city letter carriers. So the first thing we do is we meet with this gentleman. I'm not going to tell his title. I'm not going to tell his position. We meet with this gentleman. And uh, how can I say this? He is, mm, this guy has been bullied in the, in the, in his meetings. And so when we ask for information, we ask for grievances that have been filed against this manager. There are none. And we ask why. And he says, well, he told me that if I filed any grievances against him, he's going to fire me. Hey, y'all, I'm telling the truth here. I'm telling you the truth. That's what he told us. He said, if they, the guy told me that if I filed any grievances against him, he would fire me. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you this. If I'm in a meeting, an informal meeting or a formal meeting, and I'm always professional, always, but if I'm sitting there meeting on a grievance against somebody and he says, if you go forward with that, uh, I'm going to fire you or I'm going to try to fire you. I'm going to tell him to kiss all my ass right there. All of it. You, you're never going to threaten me ever. <laughs> you will never threaten me. Matter of fact, I'm going to hit that ass with a joint statement right there in the meeting, right there in front of him. I don't need any information. I don't need any documentation, baby. Wait right here. Let me go get this 8190. Because you just got you one right there. But anyway, 
you're in a protected status, okay? Make sure, make sure you act like that. You no longer have a superior in there. You're equal, okay? You're in a protected status. So let's read the informal step A language, okay? Informal step A, A, uh, on page 15 too. Any employee who feels aggrieved must, and, and here's what I told the arbitrator, must discuss the grievance with the employee's immediate supervisor within 14 days of the date on which the employee or the union first learned or may reasonably have been expected to have learned of its cause. Let me stop right there. In this case that we just had, the OIC is who I met with. This place is huge. It has five supervisors. Okay, so I sent an email. I said, here's my information request. Uh, any and all information that you use to issue this gentleman this discipline. Also, I'd like to know who I'm going to be meeting with at the informal step A, and that meeting needs to be on this date. Also, at the informal step A, if you can please tell me who I'm going to be meeting with at the formal step A if we cannot come to a, a resolution. He sends me back. Uh, I'll get you the information as uh, soon as possible. You'll be meeting with me. Okay, I automatically got a problem with that. I'm not supposed to be meeting with the OIC. I'm not supposed to be meeting with the postmaster. I'm supposed to be meeting with the immediate supervisor. Right? So, told you I had some questions for him when I went in there. And one of them was about the 16-2. Remember that? I also asked him, why am I meeting with you and not one of the five supervisors? And he says, well, because of the charge. The charge of conduct was so big, I was afraid that they couldn't handle it. I said, okay, so the charge of conduct is the reason that I'm meeting with you rather than the supervisor. Yes, I wrote that down. Because of the formal step A, they changed that position. They said it was a conflict of interest. You see what I'm talking about, the squirrel? That's the squirrel. At the informal step A meeting, you told me it was because of the charge of conduct was too big. Now at the formal step A meeting, you're telling me that it was because of conflict of interest because one of the supervisors was named in the investigations to the OIG and to the investigative interviews to the, the OIC. That's a squirrel, Mr. Arbitrator. They started out this way. They saw us coming. Now they turn back and they're going this way. You know what happened? They got run over. They got run over because they're indecisive. You changed on me. So when it gets into the hearing, what does my, my advocate do? Mr. JB, Mr. Jason Leith. He says, you told Mr. Walton that it was because of the charge of conduct is why you took it over. Is that right? Yes, sir. Well, let's go to this contention. I mean, let's go to this contractual language here. Any employee who feels aggrieved must discuss the grievance with the employee's who? Immediate supervisor. What does it say after that? Within 14 days. Huh. So it doesn't say unless? No. Unless the charge is too big? No. Must discuss the grievance with the employee's immediate supervisor unless there's a conflict of interest? Does it say that? No. Huh. Where does it say that at? Unless anything. Unless the charge is too big. It doesn't say that. And why in the hell am I meeting with you then? Unless it says some kind of stipulation to that, must meet, must discuss the agreement with the employee's immediate supervisor unless the charge is too big, I need to be meeting with the immediate supervisor. Y'all get what I'm saying right there? If y'all are meeting with anybody other than the immediate supervisor, ask them why you're meeting with them. That's what I did him. Why am I meeting with you, brother? I should be meeting with the immediate supervisor. Well, the charge of conduct is too big for him. Oh, okay. Well, I'll write that down here. We'll, we'll talk about that in the hearing. All right. What does it say here? It goes on. This constitutes the informal step A filing date. The employee, if he or she so desires, may be accompanied and represented by the employee steward or a union representative. Now, most of the time, you're going to be doing this for the employee. Rarely ever will the employee go in there by himself. I would strongly advise against that. 
We, we have stewards that do that stuff, okay? During the meeting, during the meeting, the parties are encouraged to jointly review all relevant documents to facilitate resolution of the dispute. If anything other than that happens, write that down. If anything other than that happens in that meeting, write that down. Okay? During the meeting, the parties are encouraged to jointly review all relevant documents to facilitate resolutions of the dispute. That's huge right there. Because that's what my advocate used against management when they were trying to get into argument. He says, hang on just a second. My informal step A goes in there with all the relevant documents. Matter of fact, he sent every one of them to the formal step A. This gentleman right here refused to acknowledge those contentions by a written rebuttal or through contentions of his own. And now you want to come in here for the first time and talk about your position? We're going to object to all that. And the arbitrator sustained it. Look, this is 50 minutes of something very simple. Have your contentions ready when you go into the informal step A meeting. Have them ready. Introduce those contentions at the informal step A meeting. If management don't want to look at them, encourage them to look at them. If they say, hey, look, it's out of my hands, write that down. I'm going to tell you this, and you may not want to hear it, because you've not, if you've not been in arbitration, the best manager you've ever had is going to lie in arbitration. The best manager you've ever had will lie in arbitration 100% of the time. So when you go into that informal stepping meeting, and he's saying this and saying that, and you write it down, he's going to lie about that in arbitration. Put y'all's relationship aside and protect your brother and sister. Because that manager is going to be the biggest piece of crap you've ever seen come, come arbitration time. Okay? Write very good notes about the informal step A meeting and send those up to the formal step A. At the informal step A meeting, I handed Mr. So-and-so 20 pages of my contentions. We went over those pages. He offered no rebuttal. He offered no written contention. The meeting ended at 2.30. Signed the 8190, forwarded it to the formal step A. Okay? That way in arbitration, your advocate's going to shut down all of the informal step A for management. And if informal step A doesn't show up for management and you go in there, he's going to testify to that fact, hey, what happened? All this here. That way the advocate's going to say, what good was the informal step A meeting, Mr. Arbitrator? How's, not viol how's that not violate this man's due process? The informal step A meeting was nothing more than a sham. That's all it was. We go in there to be heard. We got four chances to be heard. Informal step A, formal step A, B team, and this arbitration. They took out one because you had a supervisor in there that refused to participate. They refused to even look at our contentions. The contract's clear. What does it state? During the meeting, the parties are encouraged to jointly review all relevant documents. He didn't look at a thing. The informal step A meeting was nothing more than a sham. This man had a right to be heard. He's got four chances. They took away one because they refused to participate. How's that not a violation of his due process? You know, something like that, so your advocate can get down on it, okay? So what do we have? What do we have? You get your discipline, immediately turn in your request for information. All right? You've got your notes from the investigative interview. Go ahead and refresh yourself on those. Look at your charge. Dissect that thing. Dissect it. In this case I was talking about, uh, they went after a good friend of mine. A very good friend of mine. He's a shop steward and also the branch president. Uh, he made a mistake. He made a mistake. But management lied on him in the charge. They lied on him. They had two things that they charged him with. One is what he did. And we acknowledge that. 
The second, they lied. They made it up. Now you can't support your charge any longer. The charge was these two things. Management at the hearing, what they want to say? Hey, even if we got one of them, it's worth the discipline. You can't do that. Here's the charge. This is the charge in its entirety. This is what you based your 14-day suspension on was these two things. The charge. You cannot take one of those out now and defend the charge because you used two things to issue the 14-day, right? It was signed off on, these two things. You can't come in here now and say, well, even if you take that one out, the other one stands. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. That's the charge in its entirety. It's the charge in its entirety. And now you can no longer support your charge. Make that contention at the informal step A. Don't make your formal step A do that work. Look at the charge. Can they support that charge? Can they? If they can't contend it, why can they not? Well, this first one right here, this first little predication is wrong. They didn't support that. Make that contention. Why didn't they, how they not support it? Well, in this case, the OIG came in and they wrote a synopsis that was virtually impossible to support. It was 100% impo impossible. And that's what I told the arbitrator. I held it up to him. I said, this synopsis right here is 100% false. It cannot have happened that way. They have fabricated a synopsis. That's what I told him. And then JB, he, he dismantled the OIG in the hearing and had him admit that they, it couldn't have happened. But if you got an OIG investigation or a postal service investigation, I talked about that earlier, get that and go over it every line. Every line. Go over it. Give it to the carrier. Say, hey, look at this OIG investigation. Look at this and, and highlight the things that are not right. About 50% of that's going to come back not right. Why is this not right? Well, right here, they never asked me that. Right here, I never said that. They, in this OIG report, they falsified statements that this gentleman had made. How do I know? Because I was in there. I was in there. And I get the support, and they're writing things down that he never said. I know that for a fact. They lied. They'll do that. So I asked for their handwritten notes. Never got them. That was one of our biggest arguments, 17 and 31 violation, because you didn't provide me the handwritten notes of the OIG. We had labor. Labor was in there in the investigative memory because they wanted this guy so bad. He'd been kicking their ass so bad in grievances. They wanted him so bad that the area labor came down and sat in the investigative interview, and he was asking questions. And I jumped on that in my contentions, that you've tainted the entire process now because this, this area labor guy has come down and asked questions. That's, that's completely inappropriate, and it's not contractual. So under cross-examination, the very guy who did that was the advocate. Imagine that. Area labor, who, who's now district manager of labor, came in there and, and was the advocate that's awful convenient, ain't it? But he asked me, he said, Corey, tell me something. You got a problem with me in there asking questions. I said, damn sure do. <laughs> That's what I said. Damn sure do. Yeah. You shouldn't have been in there at all. Well, can you show the arbitrator well, where it says that I couldn't ask a question in the investigative interview? I said, I'll quote it to him. I said, if y'all want to turn to page uh, 16.1, I said, the very last sentence of the first paragraph says what? These are the basic considerations that the supervisor must use. I said, it does not say these are the basic considerations that area labor specialist so-and-so must use. I said, that's where it says it, if that's what you're talking about. He looked at me and said, fair enough. Hey, don't challenge me, baby. But anyway... Look, th that's what we do at the informal step A, man. That's why we have 14 days. Everything that you get, go over it, man. Have you a core group of people that you trust? A core group of people that you trust and say, hey, I know that I've read somewhere that this can't happen. Oh, yeah, that's, that's someone. I do that now. 
I still do that. When I get something, I'm like, God, I know I've seen that somewhere that that can't happen. I'll call my core group or text them in a group message. I'll say, hey, guys, where was that located that that management can't do this? One, I'm going to say, that get step four so-and-so. Thank you. Have your core group. You know, if the charge is too big for you, let them see it. Say, help me out with this thing. Help me out. Hey, if y'all want to, message me the charts. I'll help you with it. I don't give a damn if I get a hundred a week. I'll help you if I can. I'll lead you in some kind of direction, <laughs> but I, I want to win, baby. I want to win at all costs, except I want it has to be with integrity. So where are we at? You got your information. You request your time to investigate Make sure you have your copy on that. You investigate it. You're going over the information. Maybe you got a couple of things else that you need because you found some things that uh, this is impossible. Let me get the support right here. It's going to show that they're wrong. Get that information. Build you some great contentions, man. Some good contentions. You get you a good template. Please read my template. You'll see what I'm talking about. They're not great, but they're good. It goes over everything. It'll show you how to attack things, putting in sites. Look at that, please. Um, especially new stewards. I think it'll help you seeing kind of the mindset of where we go with things, how you address things, how you attack things. It'll be a good template for you. You can copy it if you want to. I don't care. You, you can take it as your own, say that it's yours. I don't care. But have you a good template, make you some great contentions, get you some help if you need it. Informal step A meeting, I read that to you. You're in a protected status. You're equals, okay? Make sure that they're looking at all that you've got. If they have anything, make sure that you address it. If they have written contentions, address everything. Do not let that go up unrebutted. Address everything. If management comes in there and their position has changed, write that. At the informal step A, management seems to be going in another direction than the charge. If there's contractual language on that discipline and it was never asked about any II, we talked about that, address it, okay? Make sure that you've got great contentions. Get help if you need it. Meet at the informal step A. Write very good notes about the informal step A meeting, especially if management has no rebuttal and management offered no written contention. All right? I hope that's helped you. That's an hour journey we just took. That's a lot of talking by me. I hope I didn't confuse the hell out of you going around in circles. But that's our journey. That's our journey from the informal. I probably missed a lot of stuff. But you get the gist of it. From the informal, from the time you get the discipline, what are we doing? And make sure you document everything. Everything. You got a request for information that's not fulfilled Make sure you're writing that 17 and 31. I've got an emergency placement I'm fixing to meet on next month. It's an arbitration. We requested clock rings, and we didn't get them. And you know what my issue statement says? Nothing about 17 and 31. Nothing. How's that possible? <laughs> we requested clock rings. We didn't get them. And you don't raise a 1731 argument. I'm ball-headed, but man, I could pull my hair out when I see that. You put us at such a disadvantage. Man, you put us at a disadvantage. Pay attention, informal step A's. Pay attention, stewards, to your issues. Did we get information that we requested? No. Man, put that 1731 argument in there. I'm telling you, an arbitrator's going to kick that in the face. Uh, I have a gentleman that I'm going to have to use his site. It's a gentleman that I've been messaging. We've been talking since this podcast. Uh, he's an advocate. He just won a case. Uh, he's a great advocate. I'm not going to say his name. He's a great advocate, but I, he sent me the, the decision. You talking about a quiver of arrows? We talked about that. Give your advocate as many arrows as you can in the quiver. This guy threw them all out there. It looked like in 300 when that was raining down on those, those, those uh, warriors. That's what that looked like. He had a quiver of arrows raining down. 
And the arbitrator, they'll they'll shoot a lot of them down on your due process, but they hang on hang on to some. They hung on to, to one here and mitigated this this discipline on a on a short timer, which is fortunate because they usually we have a hard time with with short timers. But but I'm gonna have to use his site because the arbitrator talked about uh, 1731, kind of the same thing I'm dealing with here, where we didn't raise a 1731 issue, but we did talk about we didn't get information. And he said, so that's not new argument here because he talked about it. So I do recognize that they didn't get information that they requested and that it hindered them. So I'm going to have to use that site. <laughs> Why? Because we raised the 1731 argument, but we didn't raise a 1731 issue. Man. Anyway, make sure that we're making all the arguments that we can make. Make sure that we're looking at everything, please. Don't be a lazy steward. Don't don't be a lazy steward. Take pride in that, man. Put you some contentions in there. You have got to want to testify in arbitration. Make a contention so powerful that you're a devastator in that meeting. A devastator. Know what you're talking about. Let them be the squirrel, okay? Be that salesman, the top one. You're the salesman of the month. All right, you're going to go in and sell your position to the arbitrator because you're right. Okay? I hope I helped you. <laughs> That's a lot of talking right there, ain't it? That's a lot of talking right there. But I think that it's important. It is important. I don't think it's important. It is important that you're doing it right at the informal. Do it right. Have your contentions. A lot of informals don't do that. They just go in there and talk about it. Matter of fact, labor in the, in the meeting, in the arbitration, to my, my friend, Ari Labor says, well, the informal is more of a discussion, you know, because he's trying to get his witness, his informal, to be able to testify. He said, it's more of a, just a discussion. He took him right to that language. He said, what does it say right here, Mr. Arbitrator? It looks like it says, uh, during the meeting, the parties are encouraged to jointly review all relevant documents. That's more than just a discussion, baby. That means we're going to review what? Documents. And that's what Mr. Walton had was these documents. Those are his contentions. And they reviewed those, and he chose not to participate. And the arbitrator says, you're right. You're exactly right. Let me tell you what happened. I testified as the informal and formal step A. My advocate destroyed management. JB destroyed their witnesses, crushed their asses. Before the opening, I mean, before the closing statement, the advocate gets JB and he takes him out of the hallway and says, hey, what do you want? He said, I want it rescinded today. And that's what they did. They rescinded it right there on the spot. Didn't even get to the closing argument. Advocates, that happens to you all the time. But here it was, it was special because it's a friend of mine. And I took it personal. I take everything personal with everybody because I love all my brothers and sisters. Wherever I go, I've been outside of my region as a national advocate. I've gone other places and represented other brothers and sisters. I love them all. But this one was personal because he's a, a dear friend of mine that they went after. And they lied on him. And I remember my business agent calling me and said, Hey, Corey, I'm going to send you over here to represent so-and-so. He's got himself in a little bit of trouble. I said, Did, all right. <laughs> when am I going? He said, you're going to be informal or formal. I said, when am I going? When am I going? I took it personal on this one. It's a, it's a dear friend of mine. But they rescinded it. But look, it, it's, a, it's a devastating thing. The informal stewards, you can be devastators to discipline, baby. Let me tell you, you can be devastators to discipline. Do your stuff right at the informal step A meeting. Make great contentions at the informal step A meeting. Do not make your formal step A do all the work. Don't do that, man. That's lazy. Don't do that. Take pride in being the steward, the protector of your brothers and sisters. Take pride in that, man. Work your ass off. Give them 14 days of foot in the ass. Do that. That way when that case goes up to the formal step A, Man, your formal step A is going to just, he's going to love you and love that 
Because when they come to the hearing, I mean, when they come to the, the table, management's formal step A, they're not going to be prepared. They're not going to be prepared. That would give our formal step A the opportunity to just rebut things. He don't have to worry about everything else because you've done it all. Okay. That's our journey. I've said that four times now and I keep on talking. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, I want to win. I want to win, man. I do. And so I'm going to do whatever I can to win. And I want y'all to win. I want y'all to be successful. I want y'all to win 100% of your cases. We're not going to, but I want you to. I want you to, and I'm going to try to help as, as much as I can uh, through these episodes. I'm going to help you as much as I can. And uh, so hopefully this hasn't been confusing. It's, it's a lot of information, but I think that I've gotten the point across, hopefully gotten the point across. Shop stewards, be the aggressors and be the devastators to discipline that you can be. Do your research, do your homework, look at everything, everything in that request for action, everything in management's documentation, research it all with a fine-tooth comb. What What's that detective's name? Sherlock Holmes? Be that. Be that. Get your, get your uh, magnifying glass and look over everything, man, and find those things that are going to help us, okay? Uh, next episode, my, my formal step A, and I'll keep saying this, but he's going to come in and he's going to do opting. I've had a gentleman ask to do opting. JB is an expert at opting. He, he knows much more about it than I do. Uh, I've dealt with it a lot, but he deals with it a lot, a lot. <laughs> he deals with it every day. Uh, he's very successful at opting. He's going to come in here and do an opting episode, okay? And then after that, we're going to get into the joint statement, and, and we're going to be experts on the joint statement, Okay. We're going to handle management that has chosen to be bullies. We're going to handle them. I promise you that. You're going to be experts at it. This episode is the journey. It's, it's our journey together. Okay? How we're going to do things, how we're going to represent. All right? Uh, until next time, hey, God bless y'all. Take care of yourselves. Okay? Love you, brothers and sisters. Love them. Protect them. At all costs, protect them. I'll talk to you on the next episode. All right now. Bye-bye.